Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to start off with telling you, I had a pair of shoes that I wore for a long time, I mean for years. I loved them. They were my dress shoes. They were kind of a cross between a dress shoe, a hiking boot. Most folks probably didn't think they were pretty. But I loved them. I wore them till the soul come loose. I loved them enough, I glued the soul back. I wore them till the soul come loose again. I glued them back. They were skin up on the toes. Some of, it, some of it was from prayer. I wore them. Soul come loose. I glued them back three times. I hated to get rid of them even though they were wore out. But sometimes God has stuff that's New for us. I'm going to show you something. I've had these for a little while. My wife, since those others wore out, she got online and got to looking, and she found me a pair. And I said, yeah, I like those. Those are, those are good. I, I actually tried to find a pair exactly like the ones that I had. That's how much I liked them. But I couldn't. So I got these. And when I got them home, well, when they come in, picked them up and was looking at them, turned them up and looked at the bottom. You can't, you probably can't see it. But the whole world is on the bottom. I don't know if the camera can see it. I'm talking about the United States, South America, the whole thing is on the bottom of both shoes. <laughs> I'm creating the world. So in Joshua, God told him, Every place the sole of your foot treads, I'll give it to you. You read that on that level, on just like that, it sounds like this. Everywhere I do this, God gives to me. It's more than that. I've walked lots of places and God hadn't given to me. 
When he says, every place the sole of your foot treads, it's me. Get your hands off, devil. That, my That is treading. That is how you tread. The title of this message, this word, Ask God, what do you want to call this? He said, expensive words. Expensive words. And he said, Jesus gave his life for the words that he speaks through us by the Holy Spirit. The words that we speak by the Holy Spirit are expensive there was a price paid for them jesus paid it so that when we speak we speak in power and we speak in authority let's go to jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10 this is the vision of this ministry and i'm going to break it down for you Because I've seen some stuff that I didn't even have, didn't have, have a clue was in there, in this scripture. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 10. says, see, I have this day set you over the nations, over kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. When it says see, what it actually means there is Grab hold of my vision. God said that. says, see my vision. Grab hold of my vision. And this is it. And he says, this day, which is now, not tomorrow. You grab hold of his vision today. You grab it now. God showed me a long time ago that we never live in the past, we never live in the future. We always live in the now. Even one second from now, even when I step over here, I just stepped into the now. I didn't step there in the future. Every time I move, it's in the now. So God says, grab a hold of my vision now. Hallelujah. To root out. We're always talking about pulling roots out. That parallels to the to the natural realm. If you want to really get rid of something that's growing in your yard, you got to pull the root out, or it's coming back. It's coming back. So we pull down. See, all of these are war terms. Pull down means to beat down. <laughs> It, it, it ain't playing. There's no playing going on. It's like you got to get serious. You beat it down and destroy and you throw down. Throw down. Hallelujah. To build, and I like this word, because I first thought it was just building. 
When you look up this word, it means to obtain children and to repair. And the word plant means to strike in, like driving a nail into a board. You hammer it in there where it won't come out. So, this is what Freedom Ministries was established to do, was to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and throw down strongholds. That's what we do. That's what we do. We tear down strongholds and generational curses that have people bound. That's the whole purpose. That's what we do. And then we build them back to God's original purpose. <laughs> we build them back to God's original purpose. How he intended for them to walk. And we plant them, which means we hammer them down into the foundation. <laughs> that's, our, that's what our purpose, that's what my purpose is. Is to hammer you down into that foundation to where you're so stuck in it you can't come out of it. The devil can't pull you out of it. To hammer you down into the foundation of Jesus so that the enemy cannot pull you back he cannot pull you back. He cannot pull you back into what you come out of. He cannot pull you back. Because he knows your history. He knows my history. He knows my family tree. The only problem is I'm in a new family tree. And this family tree, he can't pull me out of. I have to turn loose and let him pull me out. Hallelujah. <laughs> but that's what we do. That's the vision. That's why it seems like every home group I've ever taught goes back to this. I don't care what we're teaching. It'll end up right here. Get a word from God, and you stand on that word until it comes to pass. Hallelujah. But that's what we do. We destroy the strongholds. Let's look at Isaiah 55, 6, and 7. Isaiah 50, Isaiah 58, 6 and 7. It says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke. That doesn't just happen by itself. It takes some force to do these things. Is it not to deal the bread, thy bread to the hungry, that thou may bring 
the poor that are cast out to thy house, and when thou seest the naked, cover them. And then this one, and thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. The church has been hid. They hide from people. Years ago, we went to a church, and we found out after we had left that church and came here that there was a young lady in that church that had been filled with the Spirit for years. And nobody knew. Nobody knew. This says we're not to hide what we have. We're not to hide it. We are a light. We are to let our light shine. Hallelujah. Second, Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. We know this. We know this scripture. Most of us have heard it a lot. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. There that word is again, pulling down. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We pull down strongholds. We get in prayer and we find out what they are. And it says to the obedience of Christ. To the obedience of the anointed word. That's what pulls down the strongholds. That's what pulls it down. We're talking about treading on the enemy. Cheap words will not tread on the enemy. And what I mean by cheap words is words that just come from here, that come out of our head. They will not pull down a stronghold, they will not give you victory. Expensive words will give you victory. Expensive words will give you victory. The words that you have been in prayer over, the words that you have fasted and prayed over, that word, when you get that word, that word will give you victory. It says... And the reason it will give you victory is because of John 16, 13. It says the spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. That's the word that we have to get. It's the word that is from the spirit of truth. In Isaiah 55, 11. God said, God said, his word would not return void. I didn't say that. God said. God said his word would not return void. It will prosper where it is sent. Hallelujah. Let's look at Proverbs 
chapter 14. Proverbs 14. We'll start in verse verse 11. It says, The house of the wicked shall be overthrown, but the tabernacle of the upright shall flourish. There is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. In verse 11, it says, The house. That word actually means prison. The prison of the wicked shall be overthrown. The wicked think in their mind. They find solutions in their mind. It says, but the tabernacle, which I think is interesting, it used, said house of the wicked, but it says tabernacle of the upright. This is my house. But when you look up the word tabernacle, it means covering or shining, basically be filled with light. When this house is filled with light, which is the light of the Holy Ghost, which is the light of God, it says that the upright shall flourish. When we are filled with the word, this house flourishes. Hallelujah. It says, and there is a way which seems right. There is a path which seems right. There is a solution that seems right. There is a way of thinking that seems right. But it says, which seems right, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Let's look at Matthew 4, 4. I'll give you an example of that. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Well, in verse 3, Satan came to Jesus and tempted him, and he says, If you be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said unto him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It would seem right to our natural mind that when the devil come to him and says, If you're the son of God, prove it. It's like, well, yeah, let me show you something. But that's not what Jesus said. But it seems right. I mean, if he's the son of God, why don't he just show the devil who he is? But it wasn't right. He had to get the word from God. And his word was, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. See, every word that proceeds out of God's mouth is anointed. If we'll just grab hold of that one thing, Every word that God speaks to us over our situation is anointed. 
I mean, God said that he, we would be held accountable for every idle word. That's words that don't have any power. That's words that are just spoke just off the top of your head for a situation. We'll be held accountable for those. So God doesn't speak idle words. Every word he speaks is anointed with the power from heaven. Every word that God speaks has heaven backing it up. Let that sink in. Because how I'm guilty of myself. God speaks something and I let it fall to the ground. I've done that. But when we really understand that when God speaks, that word is anointed. It come from God, and it has all of heaven backing it up. Why would I ever let that word drop? Why would I ever let that word drop? See, because my words do not overcome anything. My words don't overcome anything. I can tell the devil to get out all day long. But if that word is coming through my mind, the devil is just going to sit there and say, who are you? Like the seven sons of Sceva. But when it comes from God up through my spirit and comes out, the devil knows the difference. He knows the difference between an anointed word and a word that just comes from your head. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 and 5. Paul said, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. See, Paul was a well-educated man. He, he, could speak, he could speak words that most of us probably couldn't even pronounce. In today's terms, he would have probably been a college professor or something. He was very well educated. But he says, I don't come to you with that. I come to you in demonstration of the spirit of power. I come to you to show off the power of God. That's what he did. He came to show off the power of God. And to do that, he had to speak what God says. It says, that's your faith, that what you believe is not in man's wisdom, but in the power of God. So for our words to be overcoming, for them to have the power to pull down a stronghold, for them to have the power to break generational curses, for them to have the power to build and to plant, they have to proceed out of God's mouth. We have to hear God speak. That's why they're expensive. They're expensive because Jesus paid the price for us to get into God's presence so that we could hear God. But they're also expensive because we've got to lay our life down to get in God's presence and hear God. 
and to get that word from him. Because God has a word or an answer for every question. You know, we say lots of times, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You know, God has never said that. God has never once said, You're, you, you've messed up so bad, I don't know what to do with you. Just let that, I say that, I may not know what to do with me. But God has never said that to anybody. I don't know what to do with you. When we get in his presence and seek him, he has an answer. It's that simple. He has an answer for every stronghold that, that has you held down. He has an answer for every generational curse. We see things operating and we wonder why. He has a solution for it. He has the wisdom to show it to us. He has an answer for every situation. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, you will ever face that he does not have a solution already there waiting. God showed me one time it was a store like Walmart, but it was in heaven, and it said God's Superstore on it. And I was walking down the aisles looking on the shelves. And you know what I saw? I actually, uh, some of the shelves had body parts. Had arms and legs and he's, he's got a, it's there. God has a superstore that has a shelf that's got your name on it. That whatever you need, it's already there, waiting for us to access it. See, God has let you in on another little secret. You know, God has never been defeated. Let that sink just a minute. I know we say we know that, but do we really know that? Do we really think about that? God has never been defeated. Every confrontation, he is 100% victorious over it. So if he has never, he's not like these. I used to watch some of these superhero movies where Thor and all of those people, they're all claim to be gods and they're always fighting against each other. One wins one time and one wins the next. It ain't that way with God. Every time, every confrontation, he is 100% victorious. So that tells me when he gives me a solution, it is a 100% victorious solution. 
because he's, I've heard him say, it's what I would do in that situation. <laughs> so when God gives you a word, it's his answer for what you're going through. It's his answer. The absolute truth. It's his answer for whatever we face. Hmm. So in Matthew eleven fifteen, it says that he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. Actually reads like he that has an understanding. He that has ears to understand. Understand. If you've got ears to understand, which means you get in God's presence and you listen for that voice and you hear him speak, that's what we do. And we hear him speak. So the words of God are expensive. Jesus paid the price. Because Adam had the words of God in his mouth. And he turned them loose. He let the devil have them. But then here, come, here comes Jesus. And he takes them back. He wins the victory. He won it with words. He won the victory with words. You know, people say the devil killed Jesus. Why did Jesus look up to heaven and tell God it's finished? The devil didn't even kill him. It's like, I've done all you've told me to do. The work I've done is finished. The devil didn't even win there. So if you want ears to hear to a deeper level, if you want a greater understanding of who you are and who God is, I want you to come down and I'll pray for you. If you want to grasp this vision and you want to be rooted and grounded in it, I want to pray for you. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.